Madison's Alternative, 1067 The Resistance, this week on the Disruptor Series. I'm joined by On Off. You moved from Ireland to California in 2013. What went into that decision? Oh, you know, we had toured all over Europe with a record, don't take our word for it, and um, it was very successful. And we were offered to kind of move to Berlin and Germany, but at the time, you know, there was connections here in California. And, you know, myself and Stevie, we, we felt like we'd already done Berlin. We'd played all the venues you could play. So it was time to move to a different continent. And coming to California was perfect because it's hot. And at the time, we played a lot of punk rock. Um, but coming out here, our sound has kind of evolved into alternative punk rock. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, here we are. Um, I think it was the best decision we ever made. And... It's great to tour the West Coast of America, you know, create music records, release them here. And a lot of people love the touring scene and going and seeing live bands still. So it's, it's great to be here. And you guys were really established in Ireland. It's not like you were a brand new band who just up and left. You guys had been together for like 11 years uh, we before were... you decided to move. Exactly. Yeah. And like you were saying, um, we did a lot of our touring around Europe and um, this would be the 25th country that we've played shows in. But the thing about it is, is you can cover Ireland in, you know, five miles long or five hours long and three hours across. So um, you can't really sustain a, um, a live touring circuit. So you have to go and, and hit the mainland of Europe. And actually the States is bigger than, you know, mainland Europe. So um, it, it kind of was a no brainer um, when we made that decision. And of course you speak English in America. So, we, we would have had to learn German a bit better, I think. So, <laughs> not that that's a bad thing. That's a good thing. But we came to America because, you know, we felt like we could to communicate a lot better, you know. And actually, when we made the decision to move, I think it was the end of November in 2012. And uh, myself and Paulie and the bass player, Dave, we all got together. And, and we just, just for, for giggles, we checked the weather in both places and Berlin was minus and it was freezing in the middle of a snowstorm and it was hot in November in California. So that was really kind of the no brainer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You guys have a new single called blah, blah, blah. Why did you choose to wear masks of Biden, Putin and Kim Jong-un? You know, the song is very political. So we felt like it needed a political visual to add to it. And it's just really the current powerhouse of all all the governments i suppose biden you know putin you know i i guess we probably would have done trump if he was president at the time too so it's it's not really that the fact that it's 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 poked at biden it's really poked at both left and right the whole video so but we tried to make as much fun as as we could you know at the time and i'm looking at the masks right here in front of me it's so funny like they're, they're, we still have them you know i don't know did you like it yeah. yeah. Did you guys fight over who got to be who? No, actually, um, no. I wanted to be uh, Kim Jong-un. I just think he's just a, an interesting little funny man. And <laughs> I know a bit like myself, a little funny man. <laughs> I'm tall, skinny and lanky like Biden, so uh, I suppose. And then our bass player doesn't really speak English too well, so he had to be. <laughs> it all just fell into place. Yeah. <laughs> 
You mentioned earlier that when you were in Ireland, you were more of a punk band. Now that you're in the States, it's an alternative punk. Do you still feel that it's punk at its roots? Yes. You know, the punk to me and Stevie definitely and Dave, our bass player, punk starts in the garage and we still rehearse in the garage. It's 120 degrees, but, you know, it's keeping us in shape. Um, <laughs> but I, I think, you know, having a band that really just just creates the songs from the bare bones, that's punk rock to me. Um, you know, it's we, we create the songs from scratch. There's, apart from the lyrics wrote offside, maybe in, in a creative private scenario, I, I think building our our sound is definitely done still in the punk rock roots you know so is it still class as punk rock i don't i don't know but some songs that we're releasing that's coming off this new album are straight up punk rock like one minute and 50 seconds one minute 30 seconds just a blast of sound and then and then we have more intimate stuff that's um you know like the cure I don't know, even some bands from Australia have released some cool things like The Living End that we've definitely kind of infused into our sound. So I don't know, we've synthesizers now too in our sound. So to to steer away from groundbreaking punk rock, I think it's dead anyways, you know? So it's like the only really good band out there at the moment that's doing cool punk rock, I think, is Slaves UK, if you've ever heard of them. But yeah, what American band, I, I don't know. You know, it's kind of regurgitated, still the same stuff. So I think we're not trying to change it up either by adding synthesizers. So I'll, I'll, I'll just throw that in there. Synthesizer punk rock. <laughs> so you guys were heading out on tour. Money is no issue. Who do you want to go on tour with you? Well, uh, Dupree, the Bay Bully, definitely pay his way just to come out on tour. We did a song with him back in 2020 and um, it was like a collab thing and I know this isn't answering your question kind of because it's talking about our own tour, but I would bring out like a big brass section and a string section and then Tina Turner probably. <laughs> Is she still alive? I don't know. Is she? I think yeah. so. Well, that would be pretty epic. A good, good, you know, female diva singer from, yeah. you know, the 70s or the 80s. Rita Franklin. You do a tune with something like that, you know. <laughs> yeah, that would think, be a surprise yeah i think your question is like who would we open for or who you know or who would you bring with you like who are who are you loving and dead or alive or yeah dead or alive, dead or alive. you'd be into all that rat pack stuff now yeah but i'd probably go with frank sinatra and bobby darren and i'd drink sip whiskey in the end of a baby grand piano that's what i would do <laughs> I, I would love to bring lemmy out to play bass for us if we had no money and dead or alive, no disrespect to Dave, our bass player, but imagine Lemmy coming out and, you know, getting to play. Maybe maybe Freddie Mercury then fronting it, just doing his thing, you know? We're, we're messing up your question. Definitely. <laughs> no. We're just answering the how we like. <laughs> it's a definitely insight into, you know, what you guys are passionate and, and your influences well, and it, how different they might be. Exactly. Well, the thing about it is we listen to to absolutely everything we all do in the band we all have um sort of very diverse um music influences that were influenced by our parents or our grandparents and you know, you know we still listen to diverse stuff we were asked the question recently and i thought it was brilliant they were like hey if you could be in any band 
like what band would you be in? And I was like, if I could be in any band, I would be the drummer in Oasis. And the guy was like, what? The drummer in Oasis. And I'm like, yeah, imagine being the drummer in Oasis in the early 90s, all the way up through, you know, the band I'm talking about. Yeah. Right? yeah. Maybe. And yeah. He, he was astonished by the, by the answer because I'm like, imagine looking out at the back of Noel and Liam Gallagher in their prime, rocking the sea of people like that. Because the drums in Oasis are, are super simple anyway, mm -hmm. so you could rock through the whole set without breaking a sweat. So he went, I said, that's the best gig in rock and roll right there. And still just, getting royalties. And getting paid, <laughs> making bank, you know? Well, the two of them fight, it's great. It's yeah. Like his job with us, <laughs> right? So um, how did you guys all come together? Me and Paulie have been playing... Um, together for in on off for probably i don't know 15 years and um, we know each other over 20 he was playing in a different band um before and we were actually label mates when we were growing up uh and basically our two bands used to tour together uh, and then eventually we started on off and the rest is history but then dave came on board probably 10 or 11 years ago um, and actually Dave answered an ad, whereas we knew each other from beforehand and we were very familiar with each other personally and, and musically. And we lived together for years, too. And so, yeah, we're very, very close. It's, it's more a, on off is definitely a family. All our families are very, very close. We do a lot of things all together as a unit and um, pretty much everything to do with the band is discussed as a family. Um, and, you know, especially the three of us coming here and, and, and um, open shop and leaving our families back home to come here. There's, there's definitely a, an unbreakable bond between the three of us and our, and our families, you know. Do you think you have roots in California now? Absolutely, yeah. I have two beautiful daughters, California girls. You know, how crazy being from Ireland. And um, I just got married too, so. Uh, Congratulations. Dave's married too, so uh, we're not going anywhere. Are you worried about losing your accents? What are you talking about? Oh my <laughs> god, no, no way. What? <laughs> what? Does it sound like we still have a strong accent to you? It's not as strong as some I've heard, especially I've done a lot of interviews with Scottish bands. Oh, right. Scottish. Sometimes, sometimes that can be hard to understand. <laughs> are you allowed to curse on this show? Cuss? Yeah. All right, well, I'm sure the Scottish did a lot of cussing. We're kind of media trained enough to try but it slips out sometimes <laughs> but you know it's funny because everybody here obviously thinks that it's the irish accent and they like it but then we talk to families and friends back home in ireland they go you sound like an american you know how because we use certain words over here now because we're, we're this is where we live and that's what they mean over here you know that word yeah. doesn't mean anything over here anymore <laughs> <laughs> like hell is hell in Ireland and hella good over here means, means it really means good. something really different and sick. <laughs> That's sick, bro. I'm like, no. Yeah. What? They say bad over here in California, dude. That's bad, which means it's the best ever. I've had friends from like Guatemala who say their Spanish is much different than Mexican Spanish and they'll get in trouble because words mean different things to them. Mm -hmm. And now I'm realizing that, yeah, that's kind of the same with Australia, Ireland, Britain, Scotland, well, any American. Irish English is, um, is basically the Irish slang of the English language. And it's the same with American. There's an actual language called American English. 
And then you start to move away and you go up to Scotland and you just don't even know what those guys are saying. And then you go down to Aussie English and you no idea. <laughs> shrimp on the Bobby. <laughs> and we have a lot of friends, both in, uh, in England, Scotland, Australia. We friends everywhere, you know, so we like to joke and make fun of each other because that's what we do. That's what friends do. That's right? what the Irish do. <laughs> yeah. You know, do you guys have any more tour plans coming up? Yeah, we've a show, a couple of shows coming up all over the rest of the year, but all our touring is planned for next year. So, okay. you know, in the new year, we're playing with Trapped. You know, if you've heard of Trapped. Yes. Um, and, you know, we play in the Whiskey A Go Go. I think that's the first show of the tour next year. And then it hits into like Vegas and goes up through Nevada. And, but most of our touring is next year. We're still shooting music videos and, um, the plan is just to play like one or two shows a month until the end of the year. So okay. uh, this, the schedule behind the scenes is just prepping right now for everything next year because the album's coming out. And I think we have like three singles coming out next year. Just getting all of that stuff together takes time, you know. So, um, so the album is scheduled to come out in 2023. How yeah. is the progress going on that? It's a long, long, long journey um you know this album was wrote during the the shutdown process of of covid and all and not to go there because we're kind of over that everybody i think um you know so the songs and the lyrics and the message is is still kind of surrounded around that with fear and what we all went through with um isolation and our next single is called left on the moon which is just a complete song about isolation you know, it, it's exciting, but we want to make sure all the singles come out right before the album comes out because it's it's kind of like a, a secret message. Each song has a different connection underlining it, you know. So hopefully the album will be out. By, we're trying for St. Patrick's month. We say month over here because it's celebrated like that. So hopefully in March next year, the album comes out. Yeah. Awesome. Every year we do a radiothon for local animal shelters and rescues. Do you guys have any pets or have you ever rescued an animal? Both. We rescued a bass player. He's in the band still <laughs> to this day. He's an animal. We yeah. feed him and we water him and stuff too. And we take him for walks. And That's good. That. But on a serious note, you know, I took my dog from Ireland and she's been in our music videos and She's been in a couple of wild scenarios in regards to being a dog. We would throw backstage passes on her and, and let her loose. And uh, she's been all over Europe. She, and now she's been all over America. But she's, thir she's a 13-year-old uh, miniature Yorkshire Terrier. Wow. But she grew up, I said, it's such a strong dog for a rocker, like, you know. <laughs> but um, I love this dog and I couldn't leave the dog behind. So... You know, right now I'm buying her CBD gummies because uh, she's so old. You know, she's blind, and, but she still comes along with the backstage passes. It's wild, you know, <laughs> if we can get her one. Right. It's, it's pretty crazy. But, um, you know, she's close to passing on. I can be honest with that. But um, I think my next dog will be a rescue dog. I think everybody should definitely consider doing that at some stage in their life. Definitely when you have your together, you know, because there's nothing like get creating a bond with an old dog. Simple as that, you know. I, uh, before we came here, a good few years before we came here, I rescued a dog, um, a Rottweiler. 
the people that owned them were actually trying to train the dog to fight, but the dog didn't want to fight. And it was just the sweetest little thing. Uh, well, it wasn't little. Um, and she had a tail. They never cut off her tail when she, was, when she was a puppy. So the tail was just the strongest thing. And she just thought she was a little lap dog and would be jumping up on the couch and lamps and tables and everything would be flying everywhere. And, uh, you know, after that, I, I, I definitely um, decided that any animal that I do get would be a rescue dog from there on in. And it's a little easier now that you guys have family here in Roots that if you do get a new rescue dog, you don't necessarily have to bring them on tour if it's too rough for them. You can have your daughters and wives watch over them. Yeah, I'm very lucky. We have a, a, a close friend, Cheryl, that works with the band. And um, if I can't take Molly, I'll, I'll leave her with her. and She gets better. It's like a, a dog daycare. She pampers her, you know. <laughs> so we're lucky like that. Yeah. I think Dave has like three dogs, right? He's got three dogs, yeah. But his wife and two two stepsons like definitely stick around, love those dogs. And if he, if he gets to go out on the road, they're... Hey, yeah. your dogs are part of your family. I don't know. We have so many dogs in our life. I moved into an apartment here and where we are now, and uh, there's a cat that came with the apartment. Basically, he wouldn't go with the new, with the old, with their old owners. Obviously, it's the, it's the house cat. So I... I I adopted the cat. Beautiful, beautiful cat, but I'm not really a cat person. And, and she kind of changed me, my mind. Yeah. She's just, she's really nice. Animals have a way of doing that. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for taking the time to talk to me today. Yeah, no, no problem you. at all. Let's do it again. Yeah. We're going to check out Blah, Blah, Blah by On Off right now on The Resistance. <laughs>